Welcome to the Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. How you guys doing today? This is your boy Jalen Hunter. I want to welcome you to yet another unpopular podcast. Here I give my unpopular opinion about sports. And today, I'm going to decide between Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, or Steve Nash. So stay tuned. Can't deny that this is the golden age of the point guard. From Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard. The NBA has never seen point guard level this high. At this rapid pace and I say that to say you've never seen this many great point guards of course we have the Magic Johnsons we have the John Stocktons but they were pretty much in the class of their own when they were playing uh, John Stockton and well Magic Johnson really didn't have any great great point guards now let me say this they were really good point guards back in the day but when Magic Johnson was playing he was leaps and bounds better than any point guard he ever faced. Um, same as almost same as John Stockton towards you know the early stages of his career. But when you look at Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, and Steve Nash, each each one of those three have a different set of you know play the game differently from each other, and that's what makes them great. Um, when you look at Steve Nash, he he played eighteen seasons. Out of those 18 seasons, 14 of them, he shot better than 40% from the three-point line. That is almost unheard of. He is a two-time MVP in a league when Shaq and Kobe were dominating. Like, dominating. That was in, you know, three-peat days. And then, after Shaq and Kobe, you had Tim Duncan and the reign that was the Spurs. He also was in the 50-40-90 club four times. And if you don't know what the 50-40-90 club is, that is shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. He did To say, you know, it's hard doing that once, let alone twice, but he did this four times. That in and of itself is incredible. But when you look at Chris Paul, you know, he's a nine-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA player, a nine-time all-defensive player, especially for his size, which I think he's almost like maybe six foot with some platforms on. Uh, you know, he was a rookie of the year. He was um, he's a two-time two-time Olympic gold medalist. Um, Chris Paul has, I think, out of all three between Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and Chris Paul, Chris Paul has been. His his ceiling has lasted longer than started earlier and lasted longer than Jason Kidd and Steve Nash. Hell, this is his what sixteenth, fifteenth, or sixteenth season, and he's still almost he's still probably top five point guards in the league in the league. Like I said, with Steph Curry, John Wall, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, and that's incredible. He was a game away. From dethroning the Golden Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors and making his first NBA Finals, which I'm almost sure if he would have made it, he probably would have won because that Cleveland team, oh my goodness. 
And Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd is a walking triple-double, especially at his size. Jason Kidd is probably 6'1", 6'2". And has, he's top five in the league ever in triple-doubles. He is, he, out of the three, out of Chris Paul and Steve Nash, he probably has, as in Jason Kidd, probably has the highest basketball IQ out of all three. He was drafted second overall in 1994, and he led the Nets, the Nets, might I add you, the Nets, to back-to-back finals. Now, that team, you know, those teams were pretty good with Kenyon Martin, but without Steve Nash, they're nothing. Now, yes, he lost in, you know, those back-to-back finals, but he did win a championship back in 2011 with the Mavericks. And he's a 10-time All-Star. Now, the thing about Jason Kidd is Jason Kidd is the only champion out of Chris Paul, Steve Nash, you know, and Jason Kidd. He's the only one that won a championship. To, to say, to pick these three, you have to really start to nitpick. Um, One thing I hate, but it has to be done, is you have to look at ring count. You have to look at finals appearances. You have to look at all-around game. You have to look at their teams. You have to look at everything. When Jason Kidd won that championship, one, he was not the best player on the team, but he was very vital in winning that championship him steve i mean not steve him uh dirt nowinski jason terry those three tyson chandler those three four were very pivotal and very you know instrumental in in the mavericks winning their first championship jason kidd was don't how old he was i don't remember but he was old and he was still hitting threes. He was still getting rebounds. He was still getting double-digit assist games. Steve, Jason Kidd, at the end of his career, he never really, well, he wasn't, of course, what he was back in the day, you know, at Cal or at, um, you know, in the Nets. But his, his game aged gracefully. When he came into the league, he was a terrible, terrible three-point shooter. I think he shot, he shot worse than Lonzo Ball. I believe he shot like 20% from the three-point line. By the end of his career, he was well over 35, 36, 37%, which is, in NBA standards, an elite shooter. Jason Kidd's game aged so well with the times. And that's something I cannot say about Steve Nash. Not saying that he, you know, fell off, or not saying that Steve Nash was trash in his career, but Steve Nash's game did not age as gracefully as Jason Kidd's did. Steve Nash, the thing about Steve Nash is he was short, as of course is Chris Paul and Jason Kidd, but with that, he got into a lot of injuries, you know, the latter stage of his career. When he went to the Lakers with Dwight Howard, him and Dwight Howard had injury problems throughout that whole season. Um, you know, when he was with the Phoenix Suns, he, he dealt with a lot of injury. Now, that's not, I'm not taking away from anything saying that he was terrible with the Suns, but I'm just saying towards the end of his Suns tenured and going forward, he really wasn't the same Steve Nash. However, Steve Nash is the only player out of the three to have a champ. I mean, to have a uh, MVP, let alone two of them. Steve Nash and Coach Mike D'Antoni were the spearheaded a Phoenix Suns team that was loaded with an Amari Stoudemire. If Amari Stoudemire would have remained or kept his play consistent, 
and you know got away from the injury bug he would be a first ballot hall of famer ring or not he would be a first ballot hall of famer and it took a brawl like a a little scuffle that saw him and a couple players suspended along with joe johnson breaking his hand to ruin what was probably a nba championship season for steve nash um in his you know later later tenures of the Suns, um steve nash steve nash is probably one of out of the three no not even out of the three it's probably one of the most adaptable point guards to have ever played the game if you need 30 points a game not saying he was the greatest scorer but if you need 30 points a game he will give you 30 if you need 15 points and 20 assists he will do that he was a great 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 passer if you need him to shoot four five six threes a game he'll do that not saying he liked doing it but he could do it i mean i remember i saw a documentary where at the when the spurs played uh steve nash early in his you know career they would just play off him because steve nash was so so reluctant to shoot not because he couldn't shoot but because he wanted to pass the ball steve steve nash had the stephen curry mentality and just shoot the ball steve nash would be one of the greatest shooters of all time but like 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 i said the spurs would play off of him because i knew his in his first option second option third option was to pass to an open player pass to a better option not saying that you know that's a bad thing to do but you know it kind of hurt him it kind of hurt you know steve nash could have been a whole lot better not saying he was trash but he could have been a whole lot better now let's go to chris paul there's not much i can say wrong or, or bad about chris paul everywhere he's gone from new orleans to the clippers to now the rockets he's made them better if you look the rockets were on a roll this year they had the best le- the best um the best record in the regular season they had the best record in the nba period him along with james harden looked like probably the best duo in the league last year and they were two they were three game they were up three games to two against the mighty golden state which you know steph curry clay thompson kevin durant you know draymond green they were up three to two and it took an injury for chris paul now now let me say this (laughs) if golden state was completely healthy and the rockets were completely healthy which means andre gadala now i know they say man they have what four all-stars they have three maybe possibly four hall of famers what do they need andre gadala for you ever you ever made spaghetti you know you don't need to strain it right you really don't need a strainer. You can just, you know, maybe cover, some, you know, cover it when you dump the water. You really don't need to dump the water out. But a strainer is so underappreciated. You don't need a strainer, and the strainer is Andre Gudala. They don't need him, but they need him. Andre Gudala always in the right spot. Andre Gudala is IQ wise one of the smartest defenders. And one of the smartest all-around players in the league today. But back to the original point. Chris Paul was a hamstring injury away. And two games or one game away from making his first. His first NBA Finals. Steve Nash has been in the NBA Finals. Has he been in the NBA Finals? 
I don't even think Steve Nash should be in the NBA Finals. Huh. What do you think about that? But Chris Paul is a great, great player. The only knock on Chris Paul is Chris Paul has never been the quote-unquote greatest teammate from what reports say. I'm not saying it because, you know, I'm not I'm not in the NBA. But reports say he's never been the greatest um, teammate. Hell, Kenya Martin came out, who played with him with the Clippers, came out, I believe it was the Herd, uh, on the Herd with Colin Cowherd. He came out and said Chris Paul is synonymous with getting his own, you know. Not saying, you know, he's going to, he's going to, hurt the team to get his stats but if if he has a shot he's putting it up whether it's a good shot or not or he'll dribble for a solid 20 seconds and try to make something happen a little bit of russell westbrook the difference between him and russell westbrook though is he'll make the shot russell westbrook will throw up a prayer but but chris paul is a great great player like i said chris paul has has an affectious dog-like mentality um Every team that he's been on has been at least top 10 in defense. He took a Clippers team that was terrible. See, Clippers Clippers are one of those teams that are were the laughing stock of the NBA. They were the stepbrother to the LA Lakers, and they, they didn't win anything. They have never won anything. With Chris Paul and you know Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, he put them on the map, you know, with Lob Civy. They weren't the greatest defensive team, but they were always top top ten. Uh, last year, he took a Rockets team and James Harden, who was who was synonymous with not playing any defense. He took them from a, I, I believe they were like 26, 27th in defense, all the way to sixth. Like they 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 topped out at six, but still, what twenty points? Twenty you know ranked twenty points higher. That's incredible for you know one to two years. Chris Paul, Chris Paul. He 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 has an infectious you know an infectious an infectious uh, personality an infectious way of playing. It's like I've never seen a, a non-hungry team except for like the end of the Clippers days, but that was just the functional ground. But he's never been you know he's never been on a team where they didn't um, they didn't galvanize around his personality. And it's 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 just, it's just incredible to be that short, to have that much of a, you know the chip on his shoulder. It's incredible that a player like Chris Paul can 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 mean so much to a team. Now, like I said, the only knock well, there's not only knock a knock on Chris Paul. Like I said, is he's only he's never been to the NBA Finals ever. There's been there's been years where he's been the best point guard hands down. There's been years when you know back in the Deron Williams days when they used to debate between him and Deron Williams who's one and two. He's in in his entire career he's always been a top point guard in the league. But this was the first year he's ever made it to the conference finals. I repeat. This is the first year he has ever made it to the conference finals. He's never made it to the finals, but this is the first year he's made it to the conference finals. Yes, he had. Remember, he had that. Uh, was it three, three, one, three, two lead against Houston, and they roared back and took and you know defeated them. 
they had a lead up against Golden. I mean, uh, OKC that one year, and Durant and them came back in one. He's always been close, but he's never. It's, it's like close to no cigar. He's always been close, but he's never been there, you know. And that's a knock because you, except for you know the New Orleans days, you can never say he never had a squad. You know, with Blake Griffin, when him and Blake Griffin played, Blake Griffin was arguably one or two in, you know, along with Anthony Davis, the small fours in the league. DeAndre Jordan is one of the most athletic point guards. I mean, not point guards. One of the most athletic centers the league has ever seen. So I don't, I, I, <laughs> it's hard to look at Chris Paul and not think what if, you know, not think, ah, man, Chris Paul is so great, but he's never been to the finals he's only been to the conference finals once and that is largely because not only him but he played alongside now the reigning mvp and james harden that and and with daryl morey you know the gm daryl morey the coach mike d'antoni they all just fit but to say that it was mainly because of him it's hard to say when you have a when you're sitting next to an mvp that's like that's like that's like LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Yes, Kyrie Irving was important. Yes, Kyrie Irving was monumental in the success of Cleveland. But if you really look at Kyrie Irving, he really wasn't the Kyrie Irving that we know without LeBron James. And I'm not saying James Harden made Chris Paul, but what I'm saying is Chris Paul had many opportunities of making the NBA Finals or making a conference finals and fell short but the one time he did is with a reigning with now a reigning mvp and james harden i I can't i can't sit here and say that and and this is this is what i hate this is what i hate i hate the ring count i hate i hate when they say oh you know he, he he doesn't have any rings or he has this amount of rings he has that amount of rings if that's the case robert orb would be better than jordan it's not that sinking. Robert Ory, seven rings, Robert Ory, Robert Ory would be better than Jordan. I also hate this because sometimes you have to put it in. Like you have to look at Chris Paul, um, Chris Paul's resume, which is lengthy. Like I said, you know, all NBAs, all stars, you know, all defensives, you know, rookie of the year. You look at even his college, you know, he was all ACC. It's it's hard looking at Chris Paul and not putting the fact that you know ah he doesn't have a ring you know he doesn't even have a finals appearance. It's hard looking at Steve Nash and say you know while Steve Nash is a two time MVP, while Steve Nash shot you know above forty percent from the three fourteen out of his eighteen years, it's really debatable if he was ever the best point guard when he was playing. Or best player. I'm not going to say best point guard. Best player. Because if you remember, like I said, he won back-to-back MVPs. But you can you can put an argument saying that Shaq and Kobe deserved at least one of those two. Shaq maybe won. Next year, maybe Kobe. You know, it's kind of like when Derrick Rose won the championship. I mean, won the uh, MVP. I'm not saying... Because Derrick Rose used to be one of my favorite players before the injury. But... You cannot say Derrick Rose is a terrible player. 
and you can't say he didn't deserve the MVP. But what I can say is, if you look at Derrick Rose stats that year, go and take a look at LeBron James stats. Hell, go and take a look at Dwayne Wade's stats this year, that year, and and, and really ask yourself: Did D Wade? I mean, did D Rose really deserve that MVP, or was it, did he just have a good story? If you look this year. Did James Harden really deserve the MVP? Well, yes, he played at an all-time level. But if you look at what LeBron James had to do with that, with those band of flunkies, did James Harden really deserve MVP? And that is what you have to ask yourself with Steve Nash. Winning, you know, two-time league MVP is great. That, that's something you can never take away. And I'm not saying, you know, Steve Nash is trash. But what I'm saying is, at least one of those <laughs> MVPs should have went to Shaq. At least one of them. Shaq was the most dominant player to ever play the NBA, ever play in the NBA. I'm not saying he is the best center ever, but he is the most dominant center ever. And that's hands down. And he and that Shaq that got the name as the most dominant center ever played in the same era, the same seasons as Steve Nash. And you're telling me he didn't he didn't deserve one of those MVPs? Not one. And you also have to look. You also have to look. Yes, he he um he you know did the 50 40 90 club four times, which is of course 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from free throw. But the league wasn't really jacking up threes like that back in the day. Nor was the point guard play as prevalent as it is today. Like when Steph Curry did it a few years ago, that was that was to me that was more monumental than any of the four Steve Nash did. Because Steph Curry, like I said, is playing in the age of the point guard. Steve Nash wasn't. Steve Nash was playing in the age of the shooting guards and the small fours. You know, with uh, Kobe, D Wade, um, T Mac when he you know before the injuries. Uh, uh, what's his name? Vince Carter. You know, he, point guard play wasn't the greatest, but. It wasn't as it is today. So when you look at the 50, 40, 90 club, you know, you have to look like, you know, it's kind of like putting an asterisk. You don't want to diminish what he's, what he did, but you don't want to be like, ah, you know, it's, you know, you have to, you have to look at it like, ah, I mean, the NBA is different, you know, excuse me, excuse me. Whew. So, and when you look at, like I said, when you look at Jason Kidd, Was Jason Kidd ever the best point guard in the league? Ever? When he played? Jason Kidd is arguably the top one of the top point guards of all time, but I feel that is I'm I'm gonna say top five point guards of all time. But I think that is because of the longevity and what he accomplished in his career. And if you really look back in his career, how how rare it is that a, a player that short was getting triple doubles like he was getting. Hell, let me let me see something real quick. Let me see. Jason Kidd. I'm about to, I'm looking up how how tall Jason Kidd was. I, I believe he was like 6-1. Jason Oh, he was 6-4. Jason Kidd was 6-4. Yet he is among I think the top 2 or 3 in triple doubles ever. Ever. Jason Kidd, a player a player that came into the league didn't have a shot. All he did was want to pass the ball. 
he played defense, but again, his, his offense, his offense, he's kind of like um Patrick Beverly. His offense and defense was so drastically different that you can never, you never really looked at him like ah, you know, Jason Kidd isn't going to wreck this league, and he 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 never did it for one season. But if you like, I said, you look at the longevity of his career. Jason Kidd was <laughs> again. Jason Kidd is one of the top five point guards ever. Let me look. Amongst in, in NBA history, Jason Kidd sits second in steals, right behind John Stockton. He also sits. That that in itself is incredible. But he also sits second in assist, right behind John Stockton. <laughs> you know, when I when I'm making a team, I gotta look at what I want, and you gotta look at the totality of the team. When I want, if I if I want a point guard that does it all, might not give you you know 30, 40 points, might not give you hell, might not give you twenty five points, but he'll give you a solid sixteen points, ten rebounds, maybe nine assists, along with. A steal or two a game? That that's that's almost un, un, unheard of. Along with you know Russell Westbrook, but if you look at the knock on Russell Westbrook, he doesn't. The knock is he doesn't really play great with teammates. Hell, he doesn't really. He he came out and said his best friend is the ball. The ball when he plays. You know. I, again, you have to look at. What you want in the team, and what you want in a player. If you want, if you if you pick Steve Nash, you're getting to me arguably one of the best offensive point guards ever. If you pick Chris Paul, you're getting one of the most cerebral point guards ever, along with you know just that dog mentality that he's always played with. If you're getting if you pick Jason Kidd, you're getting a jack of all trades. You know, he's going to give you, he's going to play defense. He's going to score a little bit. He's going to give you 10, 11, 12 assists. He's going to give you 9, 10, 11 rebounds on any given night. But if you ask me, I'm picking Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is the most, un- <laughs> Jason Kidd is an unathletic Russell Westbrook. Not, not how he plays, you know, not mentality, but if you want a point guard that can go out and give you a triple double, if you want a point guard that can go out and give you, give you, you know, fill up the stat sheet, give me Jason Kidd. Again, I'm not saying that Chris Paul and Steve Nash are terrible. I'm not saying that Jason Kidd is leaps and bounds better than them. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying if you look at the totality of the career and you look at what I'm asking for and what I want in a player, I want a high Q basketball player. I want a player that will give you, like I said, 10, 11, 12 assists. Especially if I have scoring already, I want a player that can give you 16 points. Give me Jason Kidd any day. So there you have it. That is my unpopular opinion. Uh, if you don't agree with it, first of all, if you stayed this long, I know it's not that long, but if you stayed, I, I want to appreciate you. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I just do it because I love doing it. So... But again, I thank you. Uh, this has been another entry in the Unpopular Podcast. Again, I picked Jason Kidd over Chris Paul and Steve Nash. 
If you disagree, leave it in the comments. I'll read it. I'll be objective and, I'll, and we'll discuss it. Um, stay tuned for the, you know, the next entry, which is coming next week. And uh, live long and prosper. Much love.